I'm now going to interview Chris Bartram of Orchard Street Investment Management, who has managed our property fund since September 2011. Property is an area that is always of interest, and with a positive year in 2013, I'm, I'm very interested to hear about his views on the outlook for the asset class. Chris, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you, Chris. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Firstly, can I ask you to update us on the continued evolution of the portfolios you inherited in 2011 and indeed the progress the fund has made in 2013? Let me start with some numbers. Overall, the PLC funds, the life and pension funds, are now valued at just over 900 million, and that's up from 600 million in 2011 when we started. And bearing in mind that we retain a 10% liquidity margin, there is currently only around 5% of investable cash resources in those two funds. That compares with investable cash of around 30% when we arrived in 2011. Similarly, in the unit trust, the size is now 400 million plus, double its 2011 size, and allowing for the same 10% liquidity margin, investable cash is currently 15%. In 2013, you asked specifically, Chris, we acquired in aggregate £270 million of properties for the funds and we sold around £73 million. The funds have all shown considerable growth and the investment pace has caught up with the liquidity we inherited and is keeping in step with new fund inflows. And let's break that down a bit if we can, Chris. Firstly, I'd like to talk a bit more about how you've been managing the assets you inherited and and what you've been doing in terms of the regeneration of those assets. Well, the portfolios are very active places. We are habitually working on all kinds of different ways to add value. Principally, they involve lengthening lease contracts with occupiers, letting vacant space and making other capital investment projects to add further value. Good examples of what we're doing at present to create new retail units at our parks in Rugby and near Aberdeen and a possible residential development on a car park site in Cambridge. All of those projects are on land which is unused or underused on properties in the fund's current ownership. And Chris, you talked about um, vacancy rates and and said that they've been dropping. I think I'm right in saying that the vacancy rate in the unit trust is less than 1%. Can you explain why that should be a significant figure to our listeners? Well, it's an important figure to listeners because it means that 98% of the PUT is producing around 6% income yield. In fact, slightly more than 6% in the case of the PUT. But it's also important to keep some vacancy in a portfolio because... Vacant property is the seed from which you grow increased rental values. And we therefore never advocate a 100% fully let position because it stops us doing anything. But the extent to which we are in favour of some vacancy and the amount of that is a metric that we look at really more closely than anything else. And the individual property level, the asset management plans we develop and refine closely reflect void risk or, or lease-end opportunity in the near future. So what you're saying is that some turnover of tenant is, is, is helpful, is constructive to the way in which the portfolios are managed. Yeah, and, and as we become more confident in markets, the more we're inclined to take vacancy and relet at a higher level and less inclined to bend over backwards to keep in, income in place. And, and, you know, our stance and our style responds to the economic circumstances that we're facing at the time. 
Chris, I wanted to go on to talk about the property that you've been acquiring over the last couple of years. Firstly, talking about supply of property. My, my sense is that high-quality property is very much in short supply. Would you agree with that? Yes, I would. And it's been like that for some years, and I, and I can't say it's getting any better. Last year in particular, last year the total return to the index was around 10.9%. But in the first quarter of last year, values were falling. And we advised the funds not to panic. Uh, and we were right not to panic because by the midpoint of the year, the tone of values had changed and that 10.9% all arose in the second half of the year. The consequence of that, in part, was that there was very little property for sale in the first half of the year because we weren't the only ones who thought, hang on, this shouldn't be happening. Properties should be going up in value and not down. So there was very little liquidity. Nobody really wanted to sell unless they were forced into it. And it's symptomatic of people like the sector, and therefore, if they have a choice, they're reluctant buyers. More people want to come into the sector from this country and from overseas, and therefore there is perennially, it seems, less property for sale and more buyers in the market for good quality investments. And how do you realise that tricky balance between investing the cash that you've got in the portfolio but actually not paying too much for the new assets that you're acquiring? We look at an enormous number of, of, of properties, something like over $20 billion a year by value. Two or three partners habitually look at visit a building before we buy it or a park before we buy it. We talk a lot amongst ourselves of what we, what we should do, what will fit, what won't fit. There's no easy solution to it. And where we feel a strong conviction that, that something is right, then we, we're prepared to pay for it. And what does that mean in terms of geographic distribution? That the portfolio is reasonably diversified. How do you see prospects for London and the South East relative to the rest of the country? It's a good question, and, and we have been active outside London because we do see that balance changing. A lot of our buying in 2013 and in 2012 was in retail parks, as well as in industrial properties, uh, more in the southeast than anywhere else, but not in London, not, not exclusively in London anyway, some in London, and in office properties very selectively in a variety of you know, regional hubs, growth hubs. Arguably, there is more growth coming now and less downside risk in many markets outside London. So last year, over the last two years, rather, we've bought offices in Oxford, Cambridge, Guildford, Edinburgh and Manchester. And only one last year in London, in, in Poland Street in Soho, which we regard as a fast improving location. In gross terms, over 50% of all the funds are now invested outside London. And do you still see uh, the opportunity coming outside London or, or do you think there may be a rebalance over the next couple of years? We think trees don't grow to the sky and London's had an extremely good run, particularly in capital value terms and increasingly in rental value terms. But there will come a, a point at which London becomes too expensive uh, and we would expect some yield correction maybe 24 months down the line. This recovery has definitely been in two stages and we all know that because the economy is not as buoyant outside London but equally the supply of good property is less as well and uh, consequently we think that although London may yield compaction in London will, will slow down and stop and may even go into reverse in a year or so's time it is not necessarily the case that regional values which have had such a different experience 
over the last two or three years would follow at the same pace and therefore were in favour of increasing the weighting outside London to hedge out that risk and keep the income yields in the area they are now, around 6%. So finally and briefly, if I may, Chris, um, do you still feel optimistic about prospects for the St James's Place Property Fund? I do. I think we have good portfolios with lots of opportunity in them and asset management uh, will go on at a pace. It's worth reflecting on the fact that although we had uh, a high return year with values, as I said, rising sharply towards the end, and that is going on in the first part of this year as well, our forecasts are are much more stable. Our present prospects would be for 7 to 8% average total return for the foreseeable future closely supported by an income yield which we think will remain close to six, which is where it is now. Chris Bartram, thank you very much for your time. Any views and opinions expressed are solely those of the individuals and are subject to change. Where individual securities are mentioned, they do not necessarily represent a specific portfolio holding and do not constitute a recommendation to purchase or sell. Please be aware that past performance is not indicative of future performance. The value of an investment may fall as well as rise, and you may get back less than you invested. Returns on equities cannot be guaranteed. Equities do not provide the security of capital characteristic of a deposit with a bank or building society.